The Gemara tells us that the way in which the land of Israel was given to Avram and Yitzchak was nothing like how Hashem gave it to Yaakov, without any restrictions and boundaries. And what's interesting is that the Gemara immediately learns from this about Shabbos, that if you enjoy the experience of Shabbos, you open yourself up to unlimited treasure, inheritance from Hashem. So we're going to examine why that's connected specifically to Yaakov. What is it about Shabbos and the way in which Yaakov observed Shabbos that is so unique? And we will learn something about the experience of Shabbos that most people do not know. It is absolutely eye-opening. When you look at the bracha that Hashem gave to Yaakov, he tells him, that you shall burst forth in all directions. Zagin Chazal, the Gemara in Shabbos, tells us that it's teaching that anybody who adds enjoyment to Shabbos, such a person is given an inheritance that has no limits. Shenemar, as the Pasuk says, then you will enjoy the pleasure of Hashem, and you will get the inheritance of Yaakov. And the Gemara goes on to say, like Avram, not like Avram, who was only given the length and breadth of Israel, but like Yitzchak, and not like Yitzchak, who was just given this specific land for him and his descendants. Rather, the Gemara says, the person who imbues pleasure into Shabbos gets this unlimited portion that goes in all directions without restriction. So, Siyadua, we well know, we know that it's not arbitrary that Hashem says, you do mitzvah X, you get a particular reward. The reward is related to the nature of the mitzvah. So, therefore, we need to appreciate, what about showing the pleasure and experiencing the pleasure of Shabbos is, so to speak, infinite, for which reason you would be given as a reward a portion that is without limit. So we need to understand that. What is this so-called infinite nature of the pleasure of Shabbos? Now this concept of the pleasure of Shabbos and how generically the pleasure of Shabbos opens you up to a nachla Something we find specifically in Yaakov's experience. We find it specifically in Yaakov's experience. How so? Because Chazal Zogan, the Medjash Breshis Rabbi tells us that Avram she'in Shabbos. In Avram Avinu's story, we're not told explicitly that he kept Shabbos. So Yorash He inherited a part of the world that, he had, that has its boundaries and limits. As the Pasuk says, same Pasuk as we saw in Gemara Shabbos, walk up and down the length and breadth of the land, that's so to speak the perimeters. However, the Medrash says, Yaakov about whom the Torah does record the concept of resting on Shabbos, or keeping Shabbos, how do we know? Because it says, that he camped at the entrance to the city, which means that he got into the boundary of the city as the sun was beginning to diminish so that he could set the Tchum Shabbos, the boundary that a person is allowed to walk outside of city limits on Shabbos. So we see reference to the fact that Yaakov kept Shabbos. Therefore, Therefore, he earned the reward of access to the world without restriction. Shenemar, as this Pasuk tells us, that you will have children, descendants like the, the sand of the earth, and they'll spread out all over the place. 
So what is it about Yaakov's Shabbos that is so unique? Because we know that the other Avos also kept all the mitzvah, Shabbos included. So Mephoshim Zainim Mazbir. So the commentaries point out, as der Taich von die Verta Avram she'ein kosuv boy shmira Shabbos. What do we mean when we say that Avram, there's no record in the Torah that he kept Shabbos? Is nit as es vert bechal nit der Mont in Torah as er hat gehit mitzvah Shabbos. The Mephoshim said that doesn't mean that there's absolutely no mention of Avram and Shabbos in Torah. Vorem eshteitoch by Avram vayishmer mishmarti. Because it says clearly by Avram Avinu that he kept my things that I wanted to be kept. And on Chazal Taichen, Afilo Hilchas Eruv Echatzeres Hoy Avram Yedea. We even know that Chazal tell us that he even kept and observed mitzvahs derabanan related to Shabbos. The Eruv Chatzeres that in order to be able to carry in a compound, you have to create an Eruv first. So we have reference in the Torah that Avram Avinu kept Shabbos. So the Mefarshim say, Nor as a svert nit gizok beferish oibederach prat vegan Shabbos bazunder. The fact is, it doesn't say anything that is uniquely about Shabbos. It's a generic statement. That Avram Avinu kept everything, and naturally that includes Shabbos. But there's nothing about Avram Avinu in the Torah that highlights the fact that he specifically kept Shabbos. It's just like a general statement. That in, in the general message that Avram Avinu kept all of the mitzvahs, we naturally know that he kept Shabbos. Yet, with the story of Yaakov, we see very clearly that the Torah tells us that he arrived at a city at a particular time in order to be able to facilitate Shabbos observance. So Yaakov is highlighted not as a generic, he kept all the mitzvahs, Shabbos included, but specifically that he kept Shabbos. And now we're going to have to ask ourselves the question, why is this? Why is it relevant to Yaakov? The fact that the Torah chose to highlight Mitzvah Shabbos, specifically in Yaakov's story and not in Avram's story, is does gufa bavais as by Yaakov's akim mitzvah Shabbos gvenoiz getelt for nandere mitzvahs immediately tells you that in Yaakov's experience, his commitment to and observance of Shabbos was different and unique from all the other mitzvahs. And whatever it is that Yaakov did that was so special and unique about keeping Shabbos, that earned him the special bracha of uforatsta, a unique access of complete, unlimited bracha and so-called inheritance. We need to understand what it is. What is it about Yaakov? We also have to note out of all the different elements of Shabbos that Yaakov may have kept, the Mont di Torah beferished in Prat von Kovat Chumin. Dafka the Torah highlighted out of all the mitzvahs the fact that Yaakov Avinu was careful about Chumin not to uh, be in a, in a situation where you walk outside of the city, so to speak, illegally on Shabbos. So he's verstandig. That tells us as That means that besides the fact that generally speaking, keeping Shabbos tees you up for this bracha of uforatsto, unlimited bracha, unlimited inheritance. Um, because that was after all the expression of Chazal, right? Yaakov, who the Torah relates that he kept Shabbos. There's got to be some special link, Dafka, to the mitzvah of Tchumin, and we need to know what that link is. Or in under a verta, to put it indifferently. 
whatever the uniqueness of keeping Shabbos, which made Yaakov shine, must somehow be anchored in the story of the fact that Yaakov was very scrupulous about keeping Eruvet Chumin. So, Darf Men Fashtein. If that's the case, we have, to, we have to understand the following things. Two things, really. Aleph in Vosis Pashtani de Bazundra Maile von Kimitzvah Shabbos Dorch Yaakov le Gabei dem Kim von der Zelman Mitzvah Dorch Avraham. Seeing as the Torah does tell us that Avraham have been kept all the Mitzvah Shabbos included. And the fact is that the Torah Dafka highlights the detail that Avraham Avinu kept Shabbos, so we have, uh, that Yaakov Avinu kept Shabbos. So we need to understand what is unique about Yaakov's Shabbos that is even greater, in a sense, than Avraham's Shabbos. Which uh, would help us to understand why the Torah specifies the concept of Shabbos in Yaakov's story and why that is related to get this incredible brocha. Number two, base in the minion von We need to understand why is the message of Yaakov's dedication to Shabbos and whatever is so special about it specifically linked to Eruve Techumin. Those are our two questions. Now, in order to understand that, we're going to jump right into a deep concept in Hasidus as explained by the Mitzvah the Rebbe. What exactly is so unique about Shabbos? So we'll understand this based on what the Mittel Rebbe explains in a Maimer Ato Echot, which is published in the Contrasim of the Maimorim of the Mittel Rebbe. And of course it's relevant at this time of the year because Yud Kislev is the Chag of the Mittel Rebbe. What does he explain there? What is the spiritual distinction between the mitzvah of Shabbos and any other mitzvah? That means to say all mitzvahs are in one class and Shabbos is in a class of its own. Why? So first of all, under a mitzvah, all other mitzvahs require action. So the minute you're dealing with a mitzvah that requires action and input, you can assume some people will do the action at a very elevated level and some people will do it very superficially. One person will wrap to fill in around their arm and the next person will enter into a state of devaco spiritual rapture with God while they're putting on the tefillin. So that's the first thing. When a tzaddik puts on tefillin on his head, on his arm, opposite his heart, his heart and his head become elevated to a completely different realm. Unlike the average person who puts on tefillin, you put on tefillin, that's what happens. You've done a mitzvah, thank you very much, it was very good. But you don't necessarily feel this real meaningful connection. That's an example, and it would relate equally to all other mitzvahs. Different people will have different spiritual experiences through the same activity of a mitzvah. Now compare that to Shabbos. When you look at Shabbos, what's the primary mitzvah of Shabbos? The whole chap of Shabbos is that the, the concept of Shabbos, the theme of Shabbos, is not what you do, as much as what you don't do. It's talking them neat in them header, nitokin unterscheid zwischen einid und atzweiten. 
Because Shabbos is so much about desisting, so if you don't work, it makes little difference if you're a big tzaddik or an ordinary person. The lack of work is equal. It's not that one person stops working in a very deep, meaningful, spiritual way and another person stops working in a superficial way. You stop working. It means you stop working. If this person doesn't light a fire and that person doesn't light a fire, it's essentially the same thing. Now, of course, you can make this distinction and say, but an ordinary person, when they stop working on Shabbos, what does that mean? They don't do one of the 39 categories of forbidden work that are associated with the construction of the Mishkan. And the, the, all of the 39 categories of work associated with building the Mishkan are all representative of the overall objective of being Jewish, which is to take the world, work with the world, refine the world, extract the holiness from the world, and elevate the world. So Shabbos, you take a break from that. Okay, different people will have different activities during the week, so they have different breaks on Shabbos. One person is a farmer, so their break is that they don't plow and they don't plant. And another person is a baker, so their break is that they don't sift flour and they don't put the, put the dough into the oven. But everybody is fundamentally sharing the same experience of not working. So even if somebody's a great tzaddik and they're not baking bread and they're not working in a field, the reality is if they don't tire their shoelaces with a proper knot, it's no different from the next person. So the desist of Shabbos is absolutely common to all people, and that is the uniqueness of Shabbos, and we need to understand why. What is it about Shabbos that, that brings to the fore this element of oneness between every single person, regardless of spiritual stature? When it comes to Shabbos, it's not just that physically you stop doing the work, but you're supposed to have an attitude where you feel completely at ease because you should feel as if everything that you need to do has been done. So you can relax completely. And because you're supposed to be totally invested in the pleasurable experience of Shabbos, you don't think about your responsibilities. There's really no greater experience of rest and pleasure than that, as the Shulchan Aruch says. So you see that there's this universal experience of pleasure of Shabbos, because there's a universal experience of the, I don't have to do or worry about any work. Why? Why does that happen on Shabbos? What's the spiritual meaning behind it? So the time for vos alle seinen gleichen der mitzvah von Shabbos is der mitzvah Rebbe mevoer, so the mitzvah Rebbe in that Mimer goes on to explain why this is. Why every single Jew, regardless of status, has the same experience of complete shutdown and pleasure on Shabbos. He explains, while their ikra mitzvah von Shabbos is bimenuchas hanefesh batzmusa. He explains that the concept is that the real mitzvah of Shabbos is the complete rest of an individual till you rest with the essence of your soul. That the rest and by extension the pleasure of Shabbos speaks to the truth of the highest and deepest part of your neshama, which is beyond what you could ever comprehend and beyond what you can ever feel. Thus haste. In other words, the mitzvah von Shabbos is verbunden mit etzem nefesh. 
This is an incredible insight the Mitzvah Rebbe gives us, that the Mitzvah of Shabbos touches the essence of the soul. Bechinas Yechida Shepen Efesh, the level we call Yechida. Every other mitzvah that a person does, you may use your intellect for this mitzvah, you may use your emotion for that mitzvah, you may simply use your actions for certain mitzvahs. This mitzvah gets to the core of who you are. You shut down all the externalities in order to experience the core of your being. That's why we don't distinguish between the experience of one Jew and the next Jew. Because when you talk about the Yechida dimension of the soul, there is no distinction between one Jew and the next. From the greatest of the great to the simplest of the simple, the Yechida Nefesh is absolutely identical in every single case. Now that the Mitzvah Rebbe tells us that information, which is mind-blowing information, that Shabbos allows me to get rid of the noise to discover the essence of my neshama. Based on that, is the Mitzvah Rebbe Based on that, the Mitzvah Rebbe explains what does it mean when we say in the Tefillahs of Shabbos, from from you, Hashem, comes their menucha, their rest, and because of or due to the rest, they will sanctify your name. What does what does the Mitzvah explain? That means he explains like this. It's incredibly powerful. Menucha Shabbos is meitcha mamish. The concept of rest on Shabbos is not like any other day where you happen to take a vacation. Or God forbid if somebody had to suggest it's a universal need for every single human being to have downtime. That's why we have Shabbos. It's far more profound than that. Menucha Shabbos is meitcha funatzmuso yomuhuso yisbarech. It is something that derives from the essence of Hashem. Because the day of Shabbos is a day of rest that is sourced in Hashem's essence. It naturally flows that where the rest will affect and touch us as people is in our essence. And because or on or due to that rest, those Jews will sanctify Hashem's name. Meaning, you know, logically you don't see the, the, the link unless you want to say, means simply that they'll make Kiddush. But Yaddish Shmecha is far more powerful than that. The Infomasiris Nefesh al Kiddush Hashem, it represents the capacity that a Jew has for Kiddush Hashem. Yaddishu es Shmecha. Because of the experience of Shabbos, therefore the Jew is empowered to be willing to sacrifice everything for Hashem. What's the connection? We know that the capacity for Masiris Nefesh, for absolute sacrifice for Hashem, is a hundred percent universal in every Jew's experience. Put them to the test and you'll see. Why? Because the capacity for that level of dedication and sacrifice for Hashem is thanks to the fact that we have a Yechidosh Nefesh that the essence of our Neshama is one with the essence of Hashem. That's the connection now, because or due to the rest of Shabbos, therefore they'll sanctify your name. What's the link? Is this not amazing information? 
The rest of Shabbos is not just I'm exhausted because I had a rough week. Or I would like to have some downtime where maybe, I don't know, if you take that attitude that Shabbos is all about downtime, maybe I need downtime from shul too because I just need to relax because it's that important. And my therapist also told me that I should have some time out. Not at all. The concept of menucha, the rest of Shabbos, is a communication with an experience of the essence of your neshama. Something as profound and powerful as the moment that a person stands willing to shed their life for God. Because that is the expression of Yechid Hashem Nefesh. And while you're in the state of Shabbos with complete rest, complete menucha, you're experiencing Yechida Shebenefesh. Dosos Pchines Yechida Shebenefesh is Gans Bayeder To take it into just more detail, how come it is that the Yechida Shebenefesh is a, an equal experience for all people? And this is where we'll start to come back to the concept of Nachlabli Meitzorim. Because look, it has no boundaries, right? Yechida Shebenefesh is not locked into only the greatest of the great. Where we look at the Yechid HaShabonefesh and say it's present in every single Jewish person regardless of their personal abilities. It's because Yechid HaShabonefesh is completely removed from the reality of the conscious human experience. It's not about what I think, feel, talk about, hear about, think about, contemplate on, experience. It's none of that. It's beyond anything in the realm of human experience. This is Hecher von Giloy, because fundamentally, Yechidosh Benefesh is beyond something that can be experienced in a tangible and revealed way. Dos haste. If you really want to get into the deep mysticism of it, that means that Yechidosh Benefesh there are dimensions of the soul that are what we call makif. That means to say, outside of the realm of tangible reality. They're more abstract. Like, for example, we have absolute faith in Hashem. So why do we have absolute faith? We'll see in a second. Hasidus explains because there's a dimension of the neshama that's outside of the realm of our conscious experience that knows that Hashem is real. And that filters down to us and we naturally have faith. Yechida is even beyond that. Yechida is beyond a relationship with the conscious human that affects the conscious human from a distance, a remote blast of emuna that just fills our minds, whether we know, understand, or like it or not. Because even these makif, abstract parts of the soul, they also somehow do relate to the person in some way at the end of the day. This is Mabur Chesidus. Like Hasidus explains pretty well, known it's brought in many places in Hasidus, Azal, commenting on the famous Gemara, which is brought in more than one place, that there was the story of Daniel, and he was together with his colleagues, and they were, he had this great Navua, and they didn't see anything, but they began to tremble. And the Gemara asks if they didn't see anything, why were they trembling? And it concludes, even though they didn't see the Mazal, a higher dimension of superconscious soul, saw what was going on. Chassidus explains, as from Pchinas Mazel Shebeneshama, was das is the Makif Aneshama, this so-called Mazel dimension of the soul, which is a superconscious dimension of the soul, Fallen Arayin in Hurei Tshuvah to mention on Achones Vichule. That's the reason why, out of the blue, when you least expect it, you sometimes just feel aroused to do Tshuvah, and you're not quite sure why. What happened? I wasn't in that headspace. I wasn't learning something. Why do I suddenly get smacked between the eyes with an, ara- an, an awakening that I should do something? 
Why? Because there's a part of the neshama that's beyond my day-to-day experience, but it bombards me from time to time with awareness. Makif, it's beyond my daily experience, but it can affect Giloy. It can talk to me in a way that I actually hear its voice. But Yechidah is so beyond, it is at such a different level of experience that it can't even rub off on the neshama, uh, on the human from a distance. To the point that you may even believe that your Yechidah has no bearing on your life for real. Therefore, can it sein der Ashur from Chinesechide in the Klei Haguf? For that reason, the Yechidah Shebenefesh can never really enter the normal experience of life. It's going to shudder. It's going to shake life. So the person who's willing to sacrifice for Hashem, Mesiris Nefesh, means the Yechidah Shebenefesh has overridden their normal day-to-day experience of life. Nochmer, afilunitin di makifim she'al ha'odom, not only can Yechidah Shebenefesh not really fit into my daily conscious experience, it's even beyond my sub or super conscious experience. The so-called garments of the soul, what we call levushim and bias, which we'll explain in a moment. The fact that a human being, in order to survive, needs clothing and needs a home is there to illustrate to us the point that in addition to the fact that I need something on my body in order to protect my body, my neshama also has another dimension of the neshama that, so to speak, clothes it, and another part of the the neshama which is even higher that, so to speak, shelters it. Because these are in some way related to the person, they are not the correct vehicle for expressing Yechidah Shebenefesh. So before we complete that sentence, the, the Rebbe tells us parenthetically, The one kind of makif, the one kind of, so to speak, surrounding or abstracted energy is compared to clothing. Now clothing, of course, are not inside. You don't absorb your clothing, they don't become part of you. But at the same time, they have to fit, which means they have to be relative to the size of the person. Likewise, there's a dimension of the neshama that you don't absorb. It doesn't become part of your daily reality, but it's got to be relative to the size of your neshama. Now, euch bias, was is amakiv horochik, is weit von Menschen. But then your house, your house is obviously not designed to suit your personal size. Of course, it's your personal taste and your personal needs. But you don't carry it around wherever you go, and it doesn't shrink or grow according to your personal shrinking or growing. Right person puts on weight, you don't need a new house. That implies a dimension of makif, some element of the neshama that is so beyond the individual's daily experience that throughout your entire life, it's effectively going to be constant. It's not going to grow or shrink based on your spiritual successes or failures. Nevertheless, can dot nit zain de ashroa von yechide was is moved de legamre von mention. Neither of those dimensions of the soul can contain yechide because it's too powerful. Because at the end of the day, makif hakoroiv or makif harochoik, like clothing or a home, are still your clothing, your home, part of your experience, and the yechide is completely beyond your experience. So where and how will you access the Yechida dimension of yourself? 
Now the Ashrofun Yechide is this is Mavur dot in Maimer. The Mitzvah Rebbe explains in great detail in that Maimer that Yechide is found ironically in the Dalad Amos Shel Ha'Adam in the ether in the space around a person that isn't your space, so to speak. It's almost like an aura. It's some kind of a dimension that you don't own or control, but yet it is where you are. The so-called four Amos that extend outside of a person's body. He uses the expression that that is something that in a certain regard is completely distant from you, more distant than anything else. You don't own it, you don't control it. On their far, paradoxically, in an area of life that is completely beyond your control, that's where your Yechidah Nefesh can be found because effectively Yechidah Nefesh is beyond your experience. And that brings us back to Shabbos. That's why in the laws of Shabbos, the dimension, the area in which a person may or may not carry on Shabbos in a public space is for Amos. Which Chazal learned from the Pasuk that says that on Shabbos you've got to stay in your place and don't move beyond your place. From that we learn that you may not carry something outside of the range of four Amos. Why? Not because we need you to rest, not because there's some kind of restriction on movement that applies on Shabbos, but because Shabbos is about Yechida Shebenefesh. That is the day of the week when your Yechida soul is alive and accessible. And where will you find it? In the space of Dalet Amos. Now, with all of that information, we can go back to our original questions. We can now start to link the principle of Uforatzdo, this boundless power and brocha, with Shabbos. Uforatzdo is anachlebli mitzorim. We already said that the word Uforatzdo means that it's an inheritance, a portion that has no boundaries at all. Vosla mitosoi. The only real, honest time that you could say that something is beyond is when it's Hashem. Hashem is beyond. Hashem has no boundaries. Hashem's essence is beyond any restriction, any detail, any definition. How do we access that dimension of Hashem's absolute essence through Shabbos? We say it in our davening. May itcha, from you, not from a name that you have, not from Elikim, not from Yudke Vovke. May itcha, from your essence, Himenuchosim, is where we get Shabbos. Shabbos is a direct portal to Hashem's essence. And that's why Yaakov Avinu's Shabbos observance is so unique and speaks to the heart of this theme even more than Avram Avinu. By Avram, Avinu, the experience of Shabbos is a detail in the broader story that Avram Avinu kept the whole Torah. Because Avram Avinu's purpose in this world and goal in this world was not to expose the greatness of Shabbos or, alternatively, to expose the greatness of Yechidah Shebenefesh. That's not Avram Avinu's purpose. Why not? Because Tafka by Yaakov and Kavoim Tzoi, 
Because what's unique about Yaakov, as opposed to Avram and Yitzchak, who were two extreme versions of how to serve Hashem, Avram chesed in the extreme and Yitzchak gvur in the extreme, Yaakov is kav hoim tzoi. He is the middle line, not the middle path as in a compromise, but the harmonizing, synthesizing middle space of Yaakov. Vaser dafke is pnimius hakeser. It's Dafka, the middle path, as I'm sure everybody knows from those diagrams that illustrate the ten spheros and how they relate. It's not incidental or just for a visual aid. That's how it works. The middle kav, the middle column, is the one that reaches all the way to keser, the dimension that is beyond the system. And then pnimius keser, the dimension that is beyond keser itself, to put it into the language we've been using, it's to reach Hashem's essence. Vasvayem is given the bitul betachles. Yaakov Avinu was able to reach because he had this kav ha'emtsoi. He had this link directly to Hashem's essence. The direct result of that is complete submission to Hashem. That's why before we get to the brach of uforatsta, what does Hashem say to him? Your descendants will be like dust. Dust is the best metaphor for complete bitl, nothingness, submission. Everybody walks on you. You have no, so to speak, height. You have no opinion. You have no personality to expose. That's why Yaakov Avinu was the one who had the most tangible experience of Yechidah Nefesh. Now that we know Yechidah Nefesh is the essence of what Shabbos is all about, that's why the Torah will highlight the Shabbos of Yaakov Dafka because he experienced Shabbos in the way it's supposed to be experienced. And now we can answer our final question if you wanted to illustrate that Yaakov Avinu was so dedicated to Shabbos. Why specifically tell us a story about Eruvei Tchumin, about boundaries and how far you can walk on Shabbos? The Tchumfana mention is the principle of the, uh, the, the limit to how far a person can travel on Shabbos outside of the city limits is part of the same concept as the fact that you have your own space, right? The four Amois of Shabbos tell us you have your own personal space, and the Trum of Shabbos tells us that you have your own mobile space. Trum is the limit of your space. That's why we learn, don't leave your space. Which teaches us that the Yechida, the deepest part of your Neshama, has a link and an impact on the extent of your space. In under a verta. Put it differently. By nature, a person's Yechida Shebenefesh oozes out into a space of four Amois around them, which becomes their space. And by the way, not only with regards to Shabbos, with regards also to uh, ownership. In the same or in a similar way, the impact, potential impact of a person's Yechida Shebenefesh extends all the way out to their space, wherever they could reach, whatever they could touch, represented by the distance a person can travel on Shabbos. 
On the Farah Gamdinim from Yechida Dikzechais and Klolas, you can come for Mitzvah Shabbos. Therefore, yes, of course, the whole of Shabbos expresses the theme of Yechida. At the Sabbath, special Shaychus with the Minim from Tuchumin. As Dotnis Dashrov from Bechinas Yechida, but you'll see it most astutely and most obviously in the Halacha of Tuchumin, because that speaks to the extent to which your Neshama can affect the world around you. It's an incredibly revolutionary insight into what Shabbos is all about.